A galactic civil war spreads across the sun. From the heights of Coruscant to fiery Mustafa. To fight the evil empire for people join the fray. These are the heroes of the Hydean Way. Welcome to Heroes of the Hydean Way. This is a live play podcast that explores published adventures in the Fantasy Flight Games Star Wars RPG line. Currently our story is Friends Like These and it can be found as a standalone module. This is Act 4, Episode 10 and I'm Ben, the GM for this adventure. And I am Leslie. I play Kith, your disheartened Bothan saboteur mechanic. Hi there, I'm Christine, and I play Nima Ptolemy, the Mariolan commander tactician uh, of the team, and her duty is personnel. Hi, I'm Chris, and I play Mandalorian commando Motu Auto. And I don't know about you people, but it sure feels a lot lighter around here these days. A lot lighter. Or did you finally lose that weight you were packing on? That's hurtful. <laughs> well, not accept your body shaming on this podcast. Good day to you. <laughs> so, to get to know our characters a little bit better, I'm wanting to ask Nima a question. So, Nima, how are you feeling about leaving a member of your team behind on a Star Destroyer that then jumped in an uncontrolled fashion? I don't feel good about it. I may not have viewed him as a member of the team back when all of this began but Amp earned his place. If I could redo those last few moments, if there was a way to get him safely into the pod, I would have, but he made his decision. He knew what he was doing. He he died a hero for us. And to get a recap of what's gone on in the previous episode, I'm wanting to tap Metu. Alright, mission report. Our plot to attack the Star Destroyer head-on was a mediocre success at best. We managed to slow down their deployment and send them on a jolly trip through hyperspace, although I am not overly convinced that we have seen the last of them. I feel like we've maybe more irritated them than anything. I'm not entirely sure. Um, What I do know is that we lost AMP because he had to do something regarding the hyperdrive. Now, I'm not a technically-minded person, so I'm not exactly sure what it is he did. Perhaps it was... uh... Whisper? Or... Cajole? I don't know. I'm gonna miss the guy, but I have a feeling he's probably not dead, because... You know, I have a personal theory that he does whatever he can to specifically annoy me, I think it would be the most annoying if I went through the whole mourning process and then he turned around and came back to life. So my theory... You're in denial. My theory is that he's going to (laughs) pop up in a different droid and say, hey, it's me, buddy. And I'll be like, no, it's not. And he'll be like, yeah, I remember this song. And then he'll sing our favorite song. And then we'll have a good laugh about it. And then we'll be back together. (laughs) And you'll hit on your mom again. You know, at this point, I think that's a price I'm willing to pay. Speaking of denial. (laughs) First off, I'm going to get a destiny pool from the three of y'all. And we ended up with a pool of three light side points and one dark side point. I'm bringing the team down. How very Genesis of us. Quick, use use your power, Chris. Take it from him. I don't think he's an average (laughs) human in this game. All right, I'll take away your... Your nasty smog point there. <laughs> and then he'll use it to find some Yorkshire pudding. And for duty, we get 46, which is Metu. <laughs> that denial is working well for you. <laughs> You're terrifying. I don't think I have that many more wound threshold than you do these days. On the other hand, your soak is so much higher. So now, now I'm just curious here. So I'm setting up five soak and 20... Uh, 21 wounds without the duty boost. Oh, I have 7 and 22. Okay. <laughs> and Kith? I have 5 and 20. I'm a rangy little booger. It's going to be hard to get rid of me. See, I have uh, a I'm feeling... just going to have to start using more blaster rifles, apparently. <laughs> the three of you are tumbling in space in an escape pod. With Alico. Sorry, Chica Kukuru. 
Oh, I forgot. I'm playing two characters again. <laughs> yes. As a meta thing, if you'll scroll up past the crown, you'll notice a link <laughs> that goes to the stats of said. Oh, you're so uh, dead. It's an escape pod. What do you want? Oh, also, go fly. Nope. As a side note, this is the escape pod stats from Dead in the Water. Oh, good. <laughs> Just... And it all comes full circle. <laughs> exactly. That's so uplifting, giving us an escape pod from Dead in the Water. Mm. Hey, you guys survived Dead in the Water. Only because I'm on a team with a bunch of crazy people. There might have been a little bit of jumping through space, but Okay, yeah. actually, okay, very specific crazy people. The escape pod is stumbling in space. You see the acclimator off to one side that's still trying to shoot turbo lasers at the Star Destroyer that is now twisting in, f- in the direction of the planet. You can see the two uh, sharp daggers as they move forward, harrying the seven towards Zorn. The Mandalorian's gauntlet fighters are dancing around the TIE fighters, and you start seeing the TIE fighters pull away towards the Star Destroyer and towards the planet, and all of a sudden it gets relatively calm near the escape pod that you're in. You're still tumbling, but it's just the debris of battles gone past, and also this one that appears to have added some more debris. How much control do we have of the escape pod? It would be pretty, like, it's actually very easy to find. You can hit a button and out pops a joystick control along with uh, some, like, yeah, joystick control, a little bit of control instrumentation, like nothing really that special, mostly attitude and uh, axle control, but... Well, I think while everybody was kind of staring in horror as we lost AMP... Alico, who had no attachment to the droid whatsoever, um, went ahead and at least opened up that panel and got the joystick out. But she is not a pilot. And is just trying to uh, keep their course straight for the moment. And she's going to, uh, to turn and ask, uh, where's your blasted astromech? <laughs> and as she asks that, this will be the moment where you notice that the radio, the all the comms that you've gotten... Uh, where you've been talking to 3K and you've been talking to Raimi, have gone quiet. Oh, no, Nemus has. It's just the four of you in the escape pod. They could have still been stuck to the Star Destroyer when it jumped. Nobody told them. There was a lot going on. <laughs> I would have assumed that he would have heard the plan. All right. I mean, we weren't exactly shy about it. If I look out the window, does the Seven look under siege or relatively safe? Considering the Seven is currently looking damaged, like it had taken a full body blow from the Star Destroyer in a previous mass combat uh, check, it's being harried by one of the Raider Corvettes. The Star Destroyer doesn't look like it's engaging, but the Raider does seem to be pressing it so that the Seven can't go at the Star Destroyer. Well, just it's an escape pod, so just pointing at the planet. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Except for, there's a lot of debris in orbit of this particular planet. So go around it. Why do I have to tell you how to do everything? I thought you were special ops. Uh, Alico rolls her eyes and uh, starts focusing back on the actual flying, using the little bit of view screen and... Kith shoves her out of the way and takes the seat. Doesn't say anything, just shoves her out of the way. Looks over her shoulder at Nima and Matu. Planet? Planet. Do you know what you're doing? Do you? Carry on. All right, so it's it's a joystick. It's a view screen. It's just like the arcade back home. She's got some experience in space now. One could say that. She's a little focused. I'm really thinking that this... Okay, this is sad. I'm not actually intending it to be a proper piloting check, but that's why I want the difficulty to be. A speed three, silhouette two, handling minus one check, which in the end works out to three purple, one red, and a setback. <laughs> Can Kith get a boost because Alico is helping by namely uh, barking kind of orders, pointing things out, and occasionally trying to uh, trying to like grab a hold of the joystick? Doesn't sound like a, a boost to me. Sounds actually like the opposite. Well, right up until the end there, it actually did sound like a boost. <laughs> Wait, what's your piloting? I've got a yellow and two green. That's fine. Are you better? No, I don't have anything. I kind of figured it was. <laughs> <laughs> I figured it would be 
acceptable at least. Come on, you got three of them. Ben, would would you like a um? Would you like a dark side? Yes, yes, I would. Out of the goodness of my heart, I will give you a dark side. All right, Kith centers herself for a one green, two yellow, three purple, one red, one setback roll. No, no. What? No, no. What did I do wrong? Two purple, one oh. red. Oh, good. That's better. So we're going to make that a little easier on ourselves. <laughs> good campaign. <laughs> GG, why you, guys. Why don't you tell the listeners what you rolled? Well, I failed. So we're we're going to start with the failure. And um, I got two advantage. And because I love Ben so much, I got a despair. I turn on my pressurized suit and I jump out the window. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Only to get hit by a passing piece of de- debris and, and, and spear. I have the force. I can move it. I can move Only it. Only if you know it's coming. I'm more thinking, okay, this this almost sounds like the uh, somewhat classic idea behind, like, someone's getting all psyched up to direct a rocket. They've got their the control stick in their hand. And then all of a sudden, they push a button for go, and nothing goes the way they think it does. All of a sudden, it's like super, super fast, bouncing, and there's so much debris here that it's left, right, up, down. Like, the everyone inside is, other than Kith, because she's sort of braced in there, is actually going against the different walls as that's happening. Like, going up against a floor down against a ceiling left right and then like some of the spinning around we are we're full rolling. star trek oh yeah if there were railings nemo would have flipped over one why didn't we our universe invent seatbelts? well that could have gone better um <laughs> can, can my advantages be that nobody knows that kith is doing a terrible job <laughs> they just assume that it's that bad I roll perception. <laughs> I realize you're doing a terrible job. Oh. What are you doing, Kith? 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 Kind of busy right now. During one of these very aggressive moves and very aggressive speed, the escape pod bounces off. Not exactly bounces, because that sort of implies, like, face on. This is more uh, sideswiping a panel from a long-destroyed Vindicator Star Destroyer. A good third of the wedge is still there and scrapes along the side and then bounces back towards in the direction of the Star Destroyer and just keeps on going towards the planet. In fact, uh, looming straight ahead as it seems like the bounce against the ship Hulk has caused a little bit of internal damage to the maneuvering thrusters and you're pointed straight at the Star Destroyer. That's still ways off, but just point it straight there. Okay. Um... Hey, hey, Matu? 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 Mat. Hey, uh, I'm going to stab you with the stim pack. Okay. Uh, which I think is your second one of the day. Yep. So you're going to recover four, four wounds. Just want to make sure you get through wherever we're going to crash. <laughs> well, now I'm only at 17. Wounds. We're not going to crash. <laughs> I, I can keep right, doing so... this. I'm, I'm just tossed in with, like, mechanically, it was the strapped-in result from the large space battles table uh, combined with knocked-off course, the easy crit, which then just sort of points you in a direction. Okay. All right. I want to use the force to turn the, the escape pod. Okay. It is a silhouette 2 device, so, like, you don't have any range, so, like, go. Okay. So, I... I apparently don't know. I don't apparently don't understand the force rules, despite having run this game for three years. Uh, so it says spend force point to increase silhouette able to be targeted, equal to strength upgrades purchased. So if I have one point and I have three strength, my maximum oh, is God. three. Yes. Yeah, that would go up to three. Yes, it would start from zero. Then one pip would be well, one pip to activate, one pip to use your strength okay yes but if you spend two pips it's another order of magnitude oh so i could i could theoretically if i rolled super good like pick up silhouette 12 yeah yeah, yeah. that's how you do the so how's that destroyer looking stuff <laughs> hypothetically 
All right, let's see what we get. Uh, we get Woo-hoo! nothing. Oh you my can God. flip the light slide point. <laughs> if you got the strain to spare. <laughs> I do have strain I have, so I'm going to flip it. So I rolled three dark side points. Um, because I am drawing on the dark side, I assume it is anger. Kith, what are you doing? We need to go the other way. And then the whole pod just shifts woo, the other way with the planet squarely in the viewport. Oh, that's better. Good work. Thank you. Kith's hair is standing on end like her fur is just. Pfft. Nice work. Oh, Matu, I'm going to stick you with another stem pack. <laughs> so you're gonna get three more back. <laughs> I just love this. It's like <laughs> there's your T-shirt. Matu and Kith are arguing. Alico's there, just sort of face palming, and there's Nima just repeatedly stabbing. Yeah, Matu. we're just we have just, just discarded stem packs on the floor of the escape pod right now. <laughs> Getting closer into the neighborhood of the Star Destroyer. The Star Destroyer was relatively in your way of getting to the planet anyway. So you're still traveling through the actual engagement zone, but now because of Matu's giant force shell, it was a nudge. You're not going like straight at the star destroyer. Good. Now, if I could get a another space roll, I do want another space roll. Yes, yes, I do. As you're approaching the engagement zone, like you can start making out Tie Fighters trying to shoot up the Mandalorian gauntlet fighters and vice versa. You can see, like, squads getting closer. You can also see some off to the side if you're sort of pressed up against the viewport of the escape pod, like Roy thinking the uh, type of thing that R2 and 3PO went out of uh, the tent of 4 in. So you've got that giant viewport there. Looking there, you can see a few uh, poofs and a bunch of like rockets streaking from the acclimator that you're now passing, heading towards the planet itself. That's not good. And I stick Matu with another stem pack. So two more. Just going to max it out. He's, he's not going to get the one for the one, because uh, then once she's done with that, <laughs> Nima's going to take another stem pack and stick Kith with it. Kith's fine. Is she fine? Yeah. I don't know that. <laughs> I have not taken like any hits since we first got on the stupid ship. You sure there wasn't anything in the redacted thing? <laughs> no, that's I. That's where I got hit, and Nima impacted me then because I remember her making the comment. I've been waiting to do this. Mm. I'm gonna stab uh, you. Oh, okay, so. <laughs> So N- Nima does come at you things. with this impact, and you're gonna have to like ward her off because she doesn't. At this point, she's like, "I'm just gonna make sure everybody stays on their feet right now." <laughs> ben, if you want to say I need it, that's perfectly fine. I'm quite okay with you saying that. I, I really don't think I do, though. Okay, I've got. I still have three stim packs left right now, but that's what I've got going into this fight. Yeah, seriously. And Matu can only benefit from one more wound worth for the day. <laughs> so is that like after a long rest? Yeah, it, it resets. Technically, he can still benefit from like a medicine check, but I don't. I'm not trained in that, nor do I have any kind of med pack. I'm not trained, but I'm pretty smart, man. Well, if we can get a med pack, are basically <laughs> humanoid. I, I have two ranks in my own medicine. I should be healing myself. <laughs> Isn't it like way harder? It is. The difficulty goes up by two. So when you're done flying, try to patch up the Mandalorian. <laughs> Only he feels if he wants me to. Okay, as you're passing through there, uh, I do want to kind of get two checks off of... I want to get one check off of someone in the escape pod. Either sensors or comms or something. Like, the reason I'm wanting to do that is if you are attempting to get Raimi's attention. Nima's busy stimpacking everybody, so it's not her. Alico would give it a sh- could give it a shot. She's pretty smart and good with computers. But she can't fly. She can't fly. Good to know. Useless. <laughs> Kith, Kith could guy try careening into something else. Maybe that would attract his attention. Do you think um, Matu would work with sensors or columns? Um, okay. Raimi! If you tell Raimi. him to. Raimi! <laughs> that is true. That is a possibility. I could kind of see that. Uh, I leave it up to you, Chris. Matu or Alico? 
Oh, probably Alico. Okay. Uh, so what kind of check is this, Ben? Okay, so the escape pod, for some bizarre reason, has better sensors than the marshmallow handshake. Oh, that's easy to explain. <laughs> it's the marshmallow more. handshake. Well, which, other than a few minor upgrades, has the base stats of a Barlow's-class medium freighter, which has a short-range uh, sensor range, as opposed to an escape pod apparently has a medium-range sensor. I don't. Anyway. Well, you're escaping. Okay, sure. So, I do think it's going to be a computers type check. Okay. Okay, I've got a huge amount of Dark Destiny points. I think it's going to be... I just sort of think that, like... Yeah, you're going through all the... Starting to actually go through the dogfighting ball that's there. Starting to get close to the Raider Corvettes. As they're... Like, one's engaging the uh, Seven. The other one is trying to keep some of the gauntlets away. And actually not doing too horrible of a job. The gauntlets are dodging, but eh, it's near in some cases, and oops, there goes one. Yeah, I'm tossing one of these in because who knows, this might just get someone's attention. So it's going to be a one purple, one red, and one setback. Because there's also kind of that hurry slash can we get someone's attention bit. Okay, so we're looking at a green, two yellow versus a purple, a red, and a setback. One success, one advantage. Since it's Alico, I'm kind of thinking... We're going to... With the advantage, maybe we can tweak this where she would be more interested in contacting 3K, hoping that he made it aboard that ship. That makes so much more sense, yes. Yeah, because she doesn't know Raimi, doesn't have Raimi's code. She has 3Ks. All right, that totally makes sense. You better be out there. We need a pickup. And it's at that point where 3K sarcastically tweedles back saying, Oh, you did make it all. Yeah, thanks for checking on me. You said meet up with this droid. Kind of nice droid. Likes music a little much, but at least it's Verpine. I don't want to listen to that, Criff. Where are you? We need a pickup. Look, I have some child Bothan flying this escape pod right now who's probably going to kill us any second. Doesn't seem like a bad idea in your case. With a 3K would Tweedleback. Be there in a moment. Oh, that means he left something out. I know he, he left some detail out. And it's at this point where I want to get a piloting check off of Raimi. Raimi got better at the piloting thing. <laughs> so the piloting check is going to be to essentially dock with the escape pod to then get it so that everyone can board onto the marshmallow handshake. But this is kind of in a combat situation on account of it's in a combat situation. So it's going to be one purple, two red, and two setback as the base. Okay, he ignores the two setback because he's a skill jockey. Ben, he has so many abilities now. What did you do? So we're looking at four yellow versus a purple, two red, and <laughs> failure, four advantages, and a despair. <laughs> uh, I knew I should have offered for anybody else Merry to, Christmas, to, to roll ben. this beforehand does he have natural pilot he does <laughs> okay once more with feeling okay <laughs> three successes <laughs> and a threat that's better uh yes Raimi. the little droid that no one's been paying attention to that has just sort of been sitting behind most of the pilot stations going vroom vroom comes in and like he's trying to do actually the one that just sort of stands out in my mind is the Barn Swallow from Serenity, the Firefly movie. Like, the Barlaz is a small freighter. The escape pod is probably going to take up most of its cargo bay, unlike the mule in for Serenity. So, the ramp goes down, and it's not the normal boarding ramp, it's actually the cargo ramp that... Normally it's actually like an elevator that just sort of falls down, comes up. So, he's got to match speeds, and then slowly bring it up and try and somehow get that in it's actually a lot trickier in flying and as he does it almost looks like it's about to squeeze down on where the viewport would be but then all of a sudden it jingles a bit and the escape pod slides back a couple feet and the cargo lift closes into the ship and the cargo bay then pressurizes around you and there's 3K waving a manipulator arm. What is 3K? Uh, 3K is um is an astromech droid 
Uh, I don't think we, we never did, did decide on t- on type, did we? No. Uh, I can't remember if in the skit he's just described as an astromech or a um. Yeah, just an astromech. Then in that case, he is one of the weird like R three units with like the transparent domes. <laughs> And then he's otherwise like black and gray, I think is how the he was described. Kind. So he looks like an Imperial droid, just with like a transparent droid head. And of course, because it's an R-series droid, has the hollow projector out projecting little fireworks in front of the um, view screen. Fireworks? Yes. Hooray, we survived. <sighs> he d- he actually... Are they ar- ironic they're, they're ironic fireworks. He doesn't do anything seriously. All right, well, it's a pressurized. Kit's going to get out of there as quick as possible and head up to Raimi. You get up to the front there, and Raimi's bobbing and weaving with this uh, ship in a way that you're not entirely sure it was ever designed to. This is a surprisingly good droid at bobbing and weaving. Good catch. Good catch, buddy. Thank you. We We need to, I guess, get to the planet. That's where we were headed. Raimi would spin his head. Look at Kith. Use a manipulator arm, like he's got his servo thing into the uh, scomplink port and is controlling the ship that way. But his head's turned around and, like, one of his manipulator arms gives a salute to Kith, asking, Is everyone okay? Not now and probably not for a long time. Just, just, just get us, just get us to the planet, bud. And Kith kind of turns to focus on the screen ahead of them or the window ahead of them. I have uh, two questions. Is the handshake being actively pursued? No, it is being pursued by, I'm wanting to call it an element of Star Destroyers. Okay, so four. An element of Star Destroyers. Uh, Does the marshmallow handshake have weapons? Yes, it has a twin laser cannon. Okay. Damage five, range close, crit. Did you say an element of ties? Yep, a flight element, which means four. Matu, you want to shoot down some TIE fighters? I mean, I've got nothing else to do, so... Then get to it. Although my gunnery my gunnery is not great, but... Sadly, we lost the guy who was trained in that. Gunnery is the only skill I do not have ranks in. So, you know, if you really want to annoy me... Well, you should enjoy the challenge. You should really... You know, it's it's really annoying when you put me with gunnery because I don't have any ranks in it. You know what else I don't have ranks with is lightsaber. So it would be really <laughs> annoying if you gave me a lightsaber. <laughs> I think that would really just get me... All up in arms, as it were. You know, the, just push see, me that, over the That edge. gives you incentive to have Matu survive uh, to make it to the Force and Destiny campaign. All right, what am I rolling against? <laughs> Okay, it's bobbing and weaving. I'm figuring that this is going to be two purple and a black. All right, three green, two purple, one black. Pew, 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 pew. Hey, I'm pretty good at this. Uh, four success, one advantage. Of course you are. Why would you be bad at something? Okay, so what do you want to do with your advantage as you blow up one of the ties? Um, so Matu, he's very tired. He's done a lot today. He almost died. He's kind of probably running off a little bit of a a heady sense of exhilaration, both from the situation and all of those stimpacks. <laughs> you only have buzz, four man. today. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and so he's like, in like three minutes. Listen, I guess I'll take the guns. You know, I didn't really spend a lot of time doing it. He sits down, casually turns it. Wait, wait, boom. So, you know, just try to get us back faster. Cause I probably can't do this forever. Um, I'm just gonna take a strain off because I'm getting kind of reasonable up there. Because it's 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 something nice. Christine, yes. On Raimi's sheet, I believe deeper down. Okay, yeah. The very next thing he was actually saving experience for this, and I didn't update after the last session. He would be taking Krellian send off as the next. Okay, thing. what? Uh, I know I've used this before in a Patreon game. I'm trying to find it now. Okay, this did not... The, the cheat sheet here did not help me. It just says to see page 32 of Okay, It's a hard, cool check. Is Raimi cool? Raimi is, like, hyper cool, bro. Eh, he's got one rank in it. Somehow Nima's cooler than him, and I just don't buy that. I really don't either. He's cool for a droid. Because the entire idea behind a Krillian send-off is you're flying in such a way to cause 
two enemy ships to collide and have a collision. As one does when one collides. Okay, here's an argument. Would would his shortcut talent apply because we are trying to escape some TIE fighters? I'd go with it, sure. Okay, we're just going to make use of all of his talents now. So he gets a boost for that. He only has one rank, though. Uh, do you have anything else that applies, buddy? I don't think so. Oh, just roll it. Can't get any worse. Sure, could. <laughs> Two advantages. He did not send off. As he's trying to dodge in and out of fire, like trying to skim along the edge of the Star Destroyer, since it's there and a nice bit of terrain, uh, how do you want to use a two advantage? You were describing him bobbing and weaving a whole lot. I'm thinking he didn't manage to get them to hit, but he is pulling off some decently evasive maneuvers to give them a setback die. Okay. If they are going to shoot at us, Ben, I will remind you that Raimi is both a tricky target and has defensive driving. Also, Nima didn't get to shoot anything yet. Uh, there's only one weapon on this ship, to my understanding. Oh, I thought when you invited Matu, it was, it was going to be like a date. Why would it be like a date? I'm engaged. It's because there'd be two of you shooting things. Uh, no. Dates don't have to be romantic. I have no idea what the handshakes stats are. <laughs> I don't know, but I think we should start messing with the IFF thing. Didn't use it on the way in. Might as well use it on the way out. Actually, you kind of did. Uh, you used the IFF thing so that you were able to, like, get within, like, meters of the Star Destroyer without uh, them noticing okay. you. Okay. So, yes. The tie element that is now down to three are going to be trying to take a shot at the Marshmallow Handshake, which... Okay, what do those two talents do? Uh, the tricky target uh, reduces the silhouette of the craft being attacked by one. So if the handshake is a silhouette four, it is now treated as a fellow silhouette three for the purposes of attack. And defensive driving will give um, give us like one more defense. So one more point of shields. So naturally, that ship has one shield going towards the back. This brings it up to two, so two setback. And it would be two purples for difficulty. A setback for his maneuvers. And there was another setback. Yeah, for the maneuvers. So two purple, three setback against one yellow, or sorry, one green and two yellow. Okay. Uh, why don't we, uh, I'm going to go and flip a light side point here to actually turn one of those purples into a red for you. Okay. I can do that. Because I like it when TIE Fighters roll despairs. That wasn't a despair. Bad Ben. <laughs> what can I say? They want to make s'mores. They want to make space s'mores. So, they do a grand total of six damage, which has four damage actually making its way through. Yeah, what is Nima and Kith doing while ties are starting to approach and shoot at? Like, through the uh, front, even through the twisting and turning that uh, Raimi's been doing, there's still the green flashes that are going on. So the cargo bay, like the way we came in, does the cargo bay seal... Yes. Yes, it does. Uh, Nima's not very technically capable, so she's going to look towards Kith. She's going to ask, is there any way we could weaponize that escape pod? Like, fire it back out <laughs> at one of them? We can't really fire it, I wouldn't imagine, because A, it's probably not got reverse thrusters very handy. B, somebody would have to be on there. C, it's kind of inside our ship. We could drop it. Maybe overclock it so it explodes. That sounds like your kind of work. Okay, I'm on it. Pops out of the seat she was in and, and heads there. Already pulling tools from her pockets as she goes, muttering to herself. <laughs> I'm going to go in and follow her down in case she needs any muscle. You're trying to say. Okay. I've been taking my daily physical training. I know, and it really shows. I'm just trying to help. Look, this isn't exactly my area of expertise. Mm-hmm. And there's 3K as well who's looking to help out. I'm figuring as things are going along, since you're trying to essentially turn this into a, yeah, not exactly guided bomb, but close enough, I'm figuring that this should be a two purple, one red, and since you're doing this in a relatively confined space, I'll toss in two setback. Two purple, one red, no setback, for reasons, good reasons. Um, is 3K helping? 
Yes, yes he is. In a technical and useful way. Possibly with either radio signals, guidance, or just general mechanicalness. I don't think he wants to die, so... I think that means general mechanicalness. Also known as how much help is he going to be? Oh, he's got, like, two ranks mechanics and uh, three intelligence. So I've got four yellow already, is that just boost? It'll just be a boost. And then Nima's there helping out, so that'd be another boost. Yeah, dumb muscle. No, no, don't put the... Push push here. Look, just... Just so it goes up a little <sighs> higher. Stay. Fine, I'm staying. Work faster, this is heavy. Good hydraulic support. This is heavy. This it's not so much fun here. when you're that the one, one stuck there. in a corner, is it? All right, throw those two boosts in, because I didn't have them in yet. And we roll. 3K isn't helpful. 3K is nervous. Nima hel- holding the thing up is, is helpful. Uh, unfortunately... Oh my gosh. Are there four blank dice? Yes. Pete's sake. Two of them are difficulty dice, no less. Um, so that's five advantage. Flat. No, no outright failure, but absolutely no success whatsoever. So I'm voting, uh, while we cannot necessarily, um, give it guidance, we can overclock the engine and drop it. So it, it'll, it'll explode, but we won't get to give it any direction once it's off the ship. Okay, as a result from that, what I'd go with is that it would knock... It isn't actually going to destroy a TIE fighter, but it's going to knock one of them off course enough. It's going to be removed from chasing after the handshake. Okay. So now it is down to two, as one goes hurrying off. Hold on, hold on. So, Nima gets out of there, Kith ducks and rolls, and 3K is already running away, I'm guessing. <laughs> I hope that I helped. Actually, I don't care, as long as I don't die. Uh, but he's tweedling, so, you know, we I'm not paying attention to him, I don't care. So we get out there, we get through the door, seal the door, and slam my hand on the, the open, you know, the emergency release hatch. And it goes... And gone. Because, you know, it's Star Wars, so we can hear things in spite of vacuums. And then there's just this little, like, six-inch porthole at Nima height level. And all, all Kith sees is this massive flash just shine through that porthole. And Kith's like, well, did it work? What happened? Yeah, yeah, that worked pretty well. Cool. It's a shame we don't have more. Okay. <laughs> I'm okay with not needing more. Let's just go. Let's Let's just land, because... We don't have any more, like you said. And I don't think the marshmallow has an actual escape pod. And being a death Ooh, trap is probably think about not that. the best idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Tell Matu to shoot more things. That kind of brings us to the end of that round. I do. Uh, if Matu wants to take another shot, this kind of would be the time. Otherwise, we're, other things will be happening. Pew, pew. Four, six, seven, three, two, What? He really is just like good with any weapon good he things. picks up. You know, I bet he would even be good with this, like, like sword handle that just emits a blade of light. And I hear those are really hard to use. And for my three threats, I find a lightsaber because I normally <laughs> ranks in it. That's just so threatening. It's so hazardous. He picks it up and looks down the barrel. <laughs> uh, classic hero first move. Yeah, if he actually did that in the movie. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, you're not getting that first. That's kind of like 37 triumphs or something. Um, 37? Wait, wait, okay, he's quantified it now. People, we can do this. <laughs> we can make this happen someday. Can you We're do this before the every triumph? <laughs> yes. <until> the end? <laughs> until Matu has a freaking lightsaber. Like, Matu, assuming Matu survives in, at the end of the adventure, <laughs> maybe. Before then, probably not. Uh, okay. Especially considering Matu has some stupid amount of brawn. What? No, he doesn't. I think it's only like two or three, maybe, right? As the ties are bouncing around and getting almost kind of hurting the handshake, the shot rings out from the front of the ship, tracking into one of the two remaining tie fighters and goes straight into the ball, causing it to explode in a nice sort of orangey-green. That can't be healthy. Not for someone who's in it. No, not really. So, and it's at that point where, yep, 
a random safely. blaster bolt is coming through uh, from one of the raiders. Like, it had been just trying to track some of the gauntlets that are out ahead, and one of the shots gets in close enough to the uh, marshmallow handshake to actually hit it, causing a base 6 damage, minus your 2 armor. Armor is, like, just same as soak. It's ship soak. Uh, hey, Ben, do you think Raimi could brilliant evasion that uh, raider? Probably. Because I think that's what he's going to try to do, where when this thing gets a shot on the ship that's a little bit more dangerous than a TIE fighter, he goes ahead and, I mean, the ship is already going max speed as much as it can right now, but he's still trying to kind of, you know, gun it and maneuver in and out of the debris uh, to make the shots for this raider really, really difficult to, uh, to track it. Maybe even like four rounds of not being able to hit us difficult. <laughs> so uh, what is the piloting check of the Raiders pilot? Piloting crew on that would have be base three. It actually would just be three red. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and flip a light side point to get Raimi an additional green. And uh, let's see. Two successes and two advantages. Uh, so for four rounds, the Raider can't get a good lock on us. They can't take an attack action against us. Raimi is good at what he does. That is pretty impressive. It's at this point where anyone on the sensors or anyone looking at any of the external ports or whatnot sees the last TIE fighter start heading off towards the Star Destroyer itself, like it's getting called in close, and Raimi can then vector into heading to the planet. The last of our pursuit peeled off. Alicover reports uh, up from the cockpit. And it's at this time I kind of want to get a mass combat check. Uh-oh. <laughs> Am I still rolling this? That way I'm blamed if I fail. Might as well carry your burden. Okay. Uh, so what are we looking at, Ben? All right. Now, the Star Destroyer has been taken out of the equation for this, so that is going to actually put it down a fair chunk. It is going to be two red, two purple, and two setback. Okay. Is that after Nam has lowered the difficulty? No, it is not. Okay, so one of those purples goes away. Yep. And what are we... I, I know Nam is a leadership of three, but what are we looking at as our base? As a base, I am showing four green for everything that's still on the board. Okay. We get boosts from the uh, ship going haywire, right? Two of them, yes. Okay, so we get two boosts for the ship going haywire. Is the acclimator... I know the mines are probably not in play anymore. Is the acclimator still in play? For this one, yes. Even though they are evacuating the acclimator down to the surface, there's enough people still there to make the Imperials, uh, like the damaged raider is still favoring towards the acclimator. Okay, does that change this result at all? I don't think so. All right, we're looking at a green, three yellow, two blue versus a purple, two red, and two setback. And we got three successes. And again, the boosts do nothing. Both of them this time. <laughs> yeah. It's insulting. Little jerks. Still, three success. So the fact that the Star Destroyer is going haywire isn't really factoring in so much. Like the on the difficulty side, the you know, they're still acting enough in the fight, and so is the remaining raider and the ties to hold their uh hold their own, although just our firepower and leadership is just overwhelming them at this point. It's the pauldron. <laughs> it is. People love a good pauldron. As Raimi is getting the marshmallow handshake into the atmosphere, you start seeing the ties circle around and start forming up around the front of the Star Destroyer. And the escape pods that have launched off from the acclimator are forming up with the marshmallow handshake. And you're getting down onto the planet. Okay, the Singular question with that that I've got is, are you going down into the foundry or landing on the surface? Uh, we still had um, defenses and stuff on the surface. We had the other acclimator prepared and the droids and other things. We were going to, I think the plan was to start fighting here and then retreat into the foundry, right? That is what I recall, yes. Okay, then uh, I think we're going to land on the surface. Okay, I'm assuming you're landing near the opening... At, on the surface, like where you'd somewhat expect a... Um... 
Uh, I think so. Unless, like, did we have any kind of like command center on the surface, or is it just all underground? Or is there like a place where some of the other ships have collected? There's a place where a bunch of the uh, escape pods have started to collect, uh, and you can see, like, one of the people you can actually pick out is Harden getting out of one of the escape pods and starting to trudge her way. Well, not exactly trudge, more sprint-ish, uh, towards the acclimator. Uh, but they were mostly setting down near the opening to Foundry 4. Why don't we sit down near the escape pods? Because I want to try to meet up with those people and uh, start figuring out where we're going to go. Are you too okay to keep going? Uh, so he gets out of the gun turret, takes out the sword, examines it from one end to the other. There's a little blood on it, I think, from somebody. <laughs> Wipes it off. Yeah, sure. And Nima looks over at Kith. Got nothing better to do. All right. That's the spirit. Bury your sorrow and cynicism until the mission's over. It's the Mandalorian way. Always inspiring, Matu. Oh, Kith, um, I noticed you were a little light on something. And uh, because I I think you've used all your grenades, right? Yes, my grenades. Yeah, I left the last one in a potted plant. Okay, uh, Nima's going to go ahead and pull out her other armor-piercing grenade and her stun grenade and pass both to you. It's sad, I just keep watching my encumbrance go down as I keep using stuff. <laughs> the three of you meet up with, there's Chief Bellows, there's Nam, and there's the other Baroya, Vera. There's the four of them there. You've got Chief Bellows with a light repeating blaster under his arm. You've got Nam Baroya still without chest armor, just in the pauldrons. <laughs> he's got his... A mythosaur axe, and now he's got a blaster carbine, like a good quality Mandalorian one. There's Vera Varroya, completely in her almost blood-red armor, where you can almost see, like, spikes on the helmet that have been ground down and then polished, but you can still kind of see the base. And you can see, yeah, Chief Varroya's there in most of his clone trooper armor. He just doesn't have a helmet. You mean Chief Bellows? Bellows, yes. Okay. Uh, we did some damage uh, in orbit, but they're going to keep on coming. Where are we setting up? The acclimator? We're wanting to keep fire lanes from the acclimator clear. We've got a path from where we expect them to land, and there's a hollow that pops up in front of them. You can see the acclimator off to a side. You can see a few different paths through the core ship graveyard, and he's pointing out, we expect them to land here on the far side of the courtship graveyard and proceed through to here. We'll have excellent shots from the acclimator at these three points, pointing at specific spots. And we should be able to engage in close combat throughout here without having to worry too much about heavy equipment. Whatever heavy equipment that there is will be bad for whatever's close to it, but it shouldn't have a commanding view of the field. Well, any walkers that get down here, we need the acclimator to to take out. And then we're going to have to try to um, hold those choke points off for any infantry that try to move through. Now, with the amount of damage the heroes have done, it's actually going to take them a little bit of time to start their deployment. I want to get a cool check. For... For waiting without getting antsy and keeping focused. Okay, so this is everybody Everybody makes a cool check. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a great idea. Uh, what is our difficulty? Difficulty I'm actually going to just toss in as an average to purple. I want to, I won't argue for it, but I'd like to say that Kith is keeping herself busy with uh, fixing things or helping prepare mechanically things that might be needed in the upcoming time. Instead of actually just waiting. Okay, I can give a boost for that. Oh, I thank you. Does it matter in the end? It kind of matters. So I guess if we want to go in order. I got five successes. Uh, failed, one advantage. Uh, Kith failed with five advantage. So you got antsy, but you were very productive. <laughs> Apparently so. How would you describe that? Like, I actually can see Matu becoming impatient for... Like, won't those stormtroopers just finally get here? I can kind of see Kith doing the same sort of thing of just, like, 
going over whichever droids are nearby or whichever emplacements and just going over like three different times making sure that every bolt's tight and all the switches are in the right direction. How much time are you talking about? I'm talking about, uh, honestly, it's about 20 minutes. 20, 30 minutes before anything happens. So how would Matu spend 20 minutes before a battle? I don't know. <laughs> it's just 20 minutes. I mean, it's a long time when you're in a life or death situation. <laughs> yeah, but he's always in a life or death situation. Okay, um, here's what I'm going to argue for. <laughs> I have failed to collect my cool, but I have an advantage. So I think what I want to do is um, he has been avoiding looking into the future because he doesn't want to know. He just thinks it's, it's just going to bring him down. But now he's lost amp. He's got 20 minutes and he's waiting for someone to tell him to do something and it's not happening. So he's going to give in to temptation and look at the future. Ka-choo! Nice. Dark side two light. So you can... Resolve Kif first if you want, and then you can come back and give me my vision. Yeah, I kind of would like to. So, Kif is, is she's, she's you know, walking around, she's t- tightening things as she goes by. Um, I think she's also collecting things that look like they will be useful. Scraps, bits, energy, core, like, like battery things. Just little things to keep with her for when whatever she needs, she needs. And she's not actually looking at droids. She's she's just not. She's just kind of like, okay, this is a good flexy thing. I don't know. I had words and then they left me. So she's 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 kind of being a kleptomaniac right now. So yeah, I'm figuring that you're collecting up a bunch of stuff that shall be used in future roles. Five advantages work. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I do want to do. As this is going on, I'm thinking that as Kith is looking around, one of the hyena bombers is going to land and start shadowing her. This is a good 20 foot tall, if not larger, starfighter that is now almost aping Kith as she's walking around. As Kith is looking, it's looking. As Kith is walking, it's sort of stumbling and following. As if she stops and she turns around and does that point thing, like, I know you're there. It looks and then nods its head. Hmm. Can I help you? Can Kith speak binary? I don't believe we actually ever burned that I bridge. think it's <laughs> come up before. I think you at least have the best handle on it out of anybody. I speak, I think it was, we decided I speak like pigeon binary or something. I, I, I speak, you know, slow, stupid tourist binary. <laughs> uh, that should be enough to... Talk to the hyena bomber. The binary that spits out is actually a pretty low tone. Everything else is sort of a higher tone, but this giant hyena or hyena bomber is actually in a pretty like whoop 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 whoop, whoop kind of tone. Blah, 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 blah. The thing you get out of it is that it's looking for amp. It knows that you're one of his friends, and he was told that if he couldn't find amp, to find you. What am I supposed to do for you? I'm I'm just a little bothin. You're a big thing. Go ask the smart people what to do. She she shoes. All right, and yeah, uh, it'll head off more towards where Nima was. Good, 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 Nima. Nima knows what's going on. The question I've got is okay. With seriously five successes, that's mildly disturbing. What is Nima doing? She's making that with Mala. <laughs> oh. well, that that is her secret. Uh, no, um, sadly not. Not at the moment. Uh, she that would totally have been happening if it was a fail. <laughs> <laughs> so Nima is she is keeping her cool remarkably well in spite of the situation. She's kind of just. As we've established since the beginning, Nima does well when she has something to do. And right now there's too many things that need doing. So in the back of her mind, she's shuffled, you know, Amp's death. She shuffled back concerns for Mala, concerns for her squad, and like all those doubts and fears. And she instead, she's just working on the problem. Where she opens up on her hollow messenger a map of the surrounding field and goes ahead and makes the same notes that like Nam had before with regards to okay well here's the kill zone here are our choke points what units are we going to move there 
where are the the vulture droids going to to go in order to help combat the walkers alongside the acclimator and she is just working out the tactics of the situation and then updating people and trying to move units she is taking control of this unless nam argues with her nope nam gets sort of a cocky grin on his face makes a head motion to vera and looks like they're going to go get the rest of the Mandalorians to start prepping. Good, we're going to need you in those close quarter spaces. It's at this point I'm kind of wanting to deal with the Force Vision from Matu, and then sort of a final scene set. The Force Vision, that's two light side points. You're projecting yourself into the future. It, an hour, maybe an hour and a half in the future, maybe a tiny bit more. And the fighting has been brutal. You can see some of the former slave gladiators dead from blaster fire. You can see the Mandalorians further in. You can see the burning hulk of one of those floating fortresses. This way and that, a couple speeder bikes are going. And there walks in one of those ATSTs. Fire from the acclimator shoots over it. It seems to be standing behind one of the core ship hulks. The top hatch opens up, and in full Imperial Commander armor, like with that, like the very Veers look, like the goggles, the swooped helmet, the armor on the front, looking up over. Uh, the rail, you see this pasty-faced Imperial, and he's got a immensely slicked mustache curled up on both sides, and you can see the chin-mount gun start focusing in on you, Matu. You look to your side, you see Harden on one side, you see Nima on the other side, and... As his face gets shown, Harden's arm go up and point at him, like she somehow recognizes him. And that's the point where the vision gives out. What is Alico doing in all of this? I don't know, something. <laughs> <laughs> you see a raid before you. As the three of you come back together, you see the hardscrabble people from Zorn. They've got blaster rifles, they've got improvised hard emplacements, you can see a couple of their sappers. And then next to them, standing pretty close, is the group of about 50 Mandalorians in full armor, except for Nam, who just apparently doesn't fit into his armor anymore. It's okay, he he multi-class barbarian. He's, he's Something got like that, yeah. He's got the pauldrons in that, yeah. And like, nice, shining... No hair. And then you've got Mala with... You swear it's got to be a light-repeating blaster of her own. And 50 of the roughest-looking gladiators that you have ever seen. Any of the barbarian tropes that you can think of, these people have. They've got close-in weaponry. Like, they've either got actual hand-to-hand -hand weapons or they've got riot control weapons. Things like that. And... The three leaders are standing there. You've got Chief Bellows in front of one. You've got Nam and Vera standing in front of the Mandalorians. And you've got Mala standing in front of the gladiators. And they're all turning to look to you. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Heroes of the Hydean Way. You can find show updates on Twitter at the Hydean Way, and you can find me, Ben, on Twitter at Deuterium Ice. I can be found on Twitter at Twelfth Night. That's one, two, th, and night with a K. If you want to hear more of me and you like audio drama, superheroes, and jetpacks, then check out the Arrow Girl Adventures over at arrowgirladventures.podbean.com. I also had the pleasure of doing a guest spot on the Broadswords podcast for the Podcast of Foes Dungeons & Dragons event. You can learn more about that, including where to listen to it, at dnd.wizards.com. I guess that's me. I'm Leslie, and I don't do anything else. You can find me at Leslie GS. 
You can find me on Twitter at Ing Daydreams or for the show uh, podcast that's at Silzero Chris, S I L Z E R O, named after my other podcasts about short aliens called Silhouette Zero. You can find that at SilzeroPodcast.com. And, uh, baby, are you from Bespin? Because you've got your head in the clouds. I want to freeze you in carbonite. And now I'm sad again. <laughs> it's his way of mourning. We are all at TheHydeanWay.com, where you can find previous episodes and our sister podcast, Tales from the Hydean Way. Our podcasts are on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, where you can find more episodes and help us out by rating and reviewing the show. We're also on Facebook as Heroes of the Hydean Way. You can drop a holocom to heroes at TheHydeanWay.com. If you like what we do and want to support the show, you can find us at Patreon.com slash TheHydeanWay. Or you can donate a coffee to us over at ko-fi.com slash the Heidi and Y.